I hope that you're ready to shuffle and or boogie after that one, Reese. I was shuffling and boogieing, um, and I did serious damage to my back by doing so. Um, <laughs> Shit, at our age, you shouldn't be doing that. Um, I, I was just I was compelled. I was moved. <laughs> yeah, so uh, hello. This is CRT Sound System episode 13. Uh-huh. And... Uh, if you don't aren't familiar with that piece of music, that was Shuffle or Boogie uh, from the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack. Um, so yeah, that's our subject of today's episode is Final Fantasy VIII. How are you today, it Reese? Is also, uh, I'm great. Thanks for asking. Uh, I wanted to to point out real quick that it is also the Final Fantasy XIV triple triad music, and so you'll be hearing that uh, uh, an absolute lot if you are one of the seven people who does uh, PvP <laughs> triple triad tournaments. <laughs> um, I feel like that's how you get the best cards. Yeah, I mean, I I played a lot of triple triad in my time. I feel like if Final Fantasy fourteen came out ten years before it did, like if Final Fantasy fourteen was the game that came out when Final Fantasy eleven did. Um, and had triple triad in it, I would probably still be playing it to this day. <laughs> you the god pro. Yeah, like, I love playing pro triple tour, triad. triple triad. Because um, I think, uh, you know, I, I mentioned before recording that, like, uh, even people who don't like this game, uh, and it's a fairly divisive game as far as Final Fantasy games go, um, they usually agree that the soundtrack is pretty good. Um, and most of them will also agree that the uh, Triple Triad mini game is one of the best ones, sort of one of the best mini games um, in Final Fantasy uh, series history. 
What, what's funny about Triple Triad and Final Fantasy fourteen is that since it's it's gone on for so long and this has this huge arc, yeah. um, uh, game Triple Triad now, um, in in twenty thirty one or whatever year it is, um, is is wildly unfair to the point of absurdity. Um, just all all the drop rates are so low, and ev- <laughs> ev- all the rules are like biased against you and they absolutely cheat with with draws it is comical the structure <laughs> of of the fate of draws against you um so uh it's great i recommend everybody get into that <laughs> anyways uh cool final thing. fantasy 8 uh some yeah. would say the best final fantasy um, i'm not, not sure if i'm there but i think it is part of the the golden age mm. of final fantasy um I would oh, say yeah. it's yeah. from from four to ten is when everyone was S rank as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Um, Absolutely. But, um, um, yeah, I, th- I think this part is sort of ranks a bit lower for most people. Um, in in that, even though they will sort of say that you know, like you say, it's part of the that golden age. Uh, but for me, it's like it's probably top three Final Fantasy games. I I really love this game, and the, every time I play it, I just find more and more things to love about it. Um, I just and like 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 I've mentioned before, I didn't play any of the Final Fantasy games until I hit college. Um, just because mm-hmm. almost none of them were released here, and I didn't have a PlayStation until I was in college. So then I just basically had like two two years where I just played almost nothing but Final Fantasy games. Um, because I was just catching up on them, and like this is one that I sort of kept going back to and replaying. Um like multiple times just to um, just because again they're just really really captivated me but absolutely i think it is i, I don't want to say it's the least accessible but i think it has the the least smooth kind of like narrative arc to, to like yeah. pull you into the grand final fantasy story yeah you're just like part of the the garden academy and you're like kind of doing missions um and there's also like you know kind of a rebellion it's 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 and the magic um and sort of battle system is quite different from yeah. final fantasy 7 as well um and they made it super weird in the pc release to further muddy it for me but um oh yeah but it's strange to to sort of like jump between them i i would say but i still think it's it's a banger it's as good as any final fantasy once i had yeah it gets into that that mode. Yeah, the the highs are so high, and uh, the music is incredible. Oh, yeah, the, I mean, I think um, I would probably put this as Nobuo Uematsu's best Final Fantasy soundtrack. Um, like it's just exceptional all around. Like the there's just so much good music in it, and like um, I just I there's so like so many that the, the, the themes are just so iconic. Um, and like that's a that's an easy word to throw around, I suppose. But just like the, with this game, I find more than the other ones. This is the one I keep going back to, and just like sitting and listening to. Um, but also like as you mentioned, the um like the mechanics of this game are very odd, even sort of even by Final Fantasy standards, where they they'll often sort of switch up mechanics between games. Um, but I think this is one of the first times where they sort of got really experimental with it, where like you know um limiting your spells to basically just be items um mm-hmm. 
And I, like it sort of it it kind of punishes you for playing it like it's an older Final Fantasy game. So like if you if you're the kind of player who like hoards all your items and you think you have to keep a hundred of each of your spells in stock at all time and things like that, you're just going to have a bad time with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really lean into the mechanics and just like learn how everything sort of fits together, because like um all your sort of the way your summons work, um I suppose to explain that is like. Um, they can learn abilities as they are junctions to you, um, mm-hmm. and obviously by junction being junction is basically just how that means they're equipped to you. Um, but like outside of battle abilities, they have the ability to refine items and and other things into magic. Um, and basically, the way you, you do that is you get that those skills as early as possible. You play triple triad, uh, and you turn <laughs> you turn all the powerful cards into insanely powerful spells, so that you have like. The best spells in the game all junction to your stats by the end of disc one. Um, yeah. Then you don't level up because leveling up makes the game harder. <laughs> um, and then you just uh, by doing that, then you just steamroll the rest of the game. <laughs> uh, naturally, um, I feel like you know yeah. that's most players' uh, instinct. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like if you unless you sort of know you're supposed to do that. Um, and like I certainly didn't. I was it was something that was pointed out to me. It's like, oh, you can do this, this, and this. And then I was like, ah, uh, and it sort of unlocked a little, uh, a little uh, lock in my mind where I was suddenly able to just like see the whole game in front of me. And I was like, okay, I get this completely. Yeah, now. yeah. And I was able to just take it apart. Um, and like that's that's part of the the joy of that game for me because like I don't know if I've mentioned it, but like I sort of hate most stories in video games. <laughs> um. Like so many of them are bad. Um, even the good ones are quite poor, for the most part. Um, so like I like a game like Final Fantasy VIII, where even though it has a good a story that I do enjoy, um, and you know there are problems with it to be sure, but um, more, more or less for, for the most part I do enjoy it. It's just it's the mechanics of the game that are, I think what really, really keep me coming back every time. Where it just like I just like to fiddle with things, and if you just like to make make st- numbers go up just by a, a little bit each time uh it's a really good game to get into for that kind of stuff absolutely i mean i think we both know there's only one good uh, video game story uh the last of us part one uh, part two <laughs> um, yeah but that's true um and now now that they've made it into a tv show you don't even need to play the game so there, there we go um that's that's our the so, eventual uh, goal you, the you now know that you never ever need to play a video game you can go on in, with in, your life <laughs> inshallah uh, let's uh let's descend into some more final yeah, fantasy 8 music what do you say do some more music yeah um so i've just grabbed some sort of um field and um sort of area music that's a little bit more chill um so we've got blue fields which is um i think it's just like the main map music and then find your way which is just like the default dungeon music um then Balam Garden, which is obviously the, the the main garden. So um I suppose you have to explain a bit more. Your your characters all live in what are called gardens. The, the um, core the core Balam Wonderworld of the game. <laughs> Balam Wonderworld. Yeah, that's it. Um so that's your sort of home base essentially. Um and then Fisherman's Horizon, which is a town that you reach later in the game. Um and it's just a nice sort of um post like there's a big climax fight and everything like that and the, the disc ends and you start off in this area and it's just a nice sort of chill piece of music to sort of uh, get you started on the next disc 
Um, so yeah, uh, we'll jump into those tracks and then we'll come back to you.
and just nicely chilled after that one now. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I suppose one thing I should probably mention that I find interesting about this soundtrack, and I guess is sort of um, true of the, the game as a whole, is like the, the sort of technical technological leap from Final Fantasy VII to VIII. Um, like eight feels like where they figured really figured out what they were doing with the PlayStation. Um, and like, I think that's true, very true of the soundtrack as well, because, you know, it's, it's a CD based game. So a lot of CD based games could have just used red book audio, um, and just sort of like had it as normal, but I think Final Fantasy seven through nine, all actually are sequenced using the, um, uh, using the, the 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 PlayStation sound library, um, I'm not I'm not exactly sure how that works as opposed to using uh, Red Book Audio, um, but I know that it's sort of functionally like using MIDI um, rather than um, uh, rather than just playing quote unquote just the the real music through a CD um, through that like CD player functionality. Um, so like if you compare like the sounds that are used in Final Fantasy VII, they do sound very sort of MIDI ish compared to um, when they're when they were brought over to Final Fantasy VIII, mm -hmm. um, now the tracks that I'm using, I will probably note. Um, for those who aren't aware, these are from the um, the Blu-ray revival disc that was released a few years back. Um, so these aren't exactly how they would sound in the game. They have been sort of touched up. Um, but if you do go and listen to the in-game music and sort of compare it to, like the the difference between the Final Fantasy VII. Uh, regular version and the um, the remastered versions or CD versions, um, like the difference is massive. No, that makes absolute sense to me. Um, yeah. And it, I I am taken back to to what you said before about the music being iconic, um, mm. even just with this overworld stuff. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't say every one of these is just like a the most recognizable overworld theme, but it still feels very foundational. Mm. Um, it, it, it has this, uh, it, I, I don't know, you know, you feel it in the DNA. Um, yeah. You, you have that Ratatouille critic as a child moment where you're just like, <laughs> fuck, I remember that. But no, you know, you, you know what I mean? I, and I just feel yeah. like, I don't necessarily want to say, Final Fantasy Eight is where the the music and the and the um, style started becoming more experimental, mm. but I do feel like there there was a threshold that was crossed with Final Fantasy Eight's OST mm. that um, and it never looked back. Um, Final Fantasy music was incredible from here on out, and incredible in the really strange way that we love most yeah. here on the pod. Yeah. Um, as I, I like, I love you know something like Final Fantasy V or VI, but they still mm. feel a little bit more like classic sweeping JRPG tunes at its core. It, yeah. it makes sense to the fantasy, um, and and it really feels like we're starting to break orbit mm. in Final Fantasy VIII. Even though you know we're we're just listening to triple triad music and overworld <laughs> stuff so far. Yeah. Um, but, um, but, but, but what I'm talking about is more just sort of like the, 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 the style that you're talking about, the, the, the improvements, mm. um, and it felt, feels something even like the, the triple triad music that like weird twangy, like, yeah. that feels like a, 
something that you wouldn't have heard in seven necessarily Mm. something that wouldn't have been as as broadly accepted um i would i would think Um, i don't know do you you agree i I don't know if you like broadly accepted is the phrase i would use but yeah certainly i think that there's a um yeah like there is a line that was crossed i guess um and i think you know it it does speak to the fact that again this is a sequence music it's not played through this um just like a like a cd um so you know Nobuo Uematsu had to go out and essentially just find the samples for these sounds and use them like um you know like that sort of spunk guitar that you were saying that's in the the shuffle and boogie um and it shows up in a few other places in the soundtrack it's just it just has this sort of like 70s funk vibe to it um or even just like the electric piano or the electric organ that plays in some of these tracks um uh like especially I think it was in um in find your way um has a lot of sort of electric organ to it um uh, and again you like that sort that stuff that you wouldn't necessarily have heard used in in pre in other games um but it, it does it does have a, a feel to it that is a little different to to the previous games definitely um but then again i suppose like you like i say you have those limitations and then they you once you break past those limitations it gives you a lot more um freedom to do to make more interesting choices uh, and sometimes to the detriment of things as well um you know like as like i think with with 10 in particular you saw that mm-hmm. um but uh, so that's 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 a different conversation for a different day well, i absolutely agree there's a couple different thresholds like yeah. we're not full fully weird yet final mm-hmm. fantasy 10 2 is a real threshold that we'll get around to it one of these episodes. Um, oh, absolutely. For, for for weirdness, when you're doing the pop star class stuff, and I feel like the whole tone is light in the similar way, um, not not to get distracted, but just, just to yeah. say that like I, I feel like there's a deepening yeah. in an eight that is that's fucking incredible. Um I yeah. I, I have I, I disagree so hard with the Final Fantasy VIII haters. Um, we have we have Zell, a Zell, uh, Quistus. Uh, the talk about um, early innovations and in anime bangs. Um, <laughs> selfie. Oh my god, um, what a what a nightmare waifu that is. Uh, anyways, um, those th- those are the three things in the game. Yeah, no, that that's yeah. Um, so yeah, I suppose we'll we'll do another block of music there. Um, so these again are, are sort of a continuation of the last one. Um, we've got uh, Martial Law, which I think is the Galbadia theme. Uh, Junction. Um, I'm not sure where this actually is in the game. Um, if anywhere, it might just be like a menu thing. I'm not too sure. Um, but it's it's very similar vibes, so it sort of felt best to put it in there. Uh, and then lastly, one of my favorite tracks in the whole game, uh, from one of my favorite sort of areas in the game, is the Salt Flats. Um, so yeah, we'll jump into those three. <laughs>
the salt flats that that last track um is is one is one of those tracks that just sort of lives on my sleep playlist um i just it, it's just so chilly in a, in a good way <laughs> um is that were, um the, that that chrono trigger song it's the one you were it's the one you were saying reminded you of the final fantasy or for mysteria or mi mist yeah that well that that uh the mist cave and then i think it's misdesia something like that oh well, misidia is it misidia exactly been a while since i played four <laughs> um yeah no i, I think i think it's the bells and the triangle yeah you've got those sort of echoey triangles that give it a very sort of cave kind of vibe um yeah it's, it's a, one of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack and one of my favorite areas of the game because um just of where it appears and the sort of um just the the whole sort of design of it is really really cool um the previous one then i said i wasn't sure where it played in the game i did look it up um so that was junction um it plays in the deep sea research center so um uh, that is where you fight the ultima weapon i believe if you're doing um if you're doing the super bosses um so i've okay, done yeah. that one a good few times um I don't know if you ever bothered to to do the super bosses in Final Fantasy games. I I and it, it depends on the game. Um, yeah. I don't think I did them in eight. Uh, I did them in eight and seven. I never bothered with Ozma in nine, um, mm -hmm. just because I, I I just got annoyed with it when I was trying to do it. So. I'm probably living a life with activities. <laughs> well, um, I quite the opposite. In fact, um. I went, I did two playthroughs of Final Fantasy IX in one summer. Okay. Um, because at the time I was really into getting like, doing like 100% completion of games. And like, um, I was trying to get the, um, the Save the Queen sword, which requires you to, um, to get to disc four in like 12 hours, um, mm -hmm. which is basically impossible on the European version, um, just because of the, the time differences and stuff like that um so it was a second run through in that some that one summer trying to get the save the queen i didn't get it um so i just basically was just like uh, I'm, I'm not going to even bother trying to 100 percent the rest of this game they can be pretty evil with the hundred percenting um, mm. with those games too so um i i, yeah. I recall i i think i hundred percented seven and i don't think i've hundred mm. percented another one um but yeah I think seven it, eight and five are one the only ones that i would say have like 100 percent well we're, let's, we're gonna go back we're gonna 100 percent every final fantasy right here on the pod um and you're gonna sit and watch yeah everyone's gonna sit and listen um the, the music of McCusson. <laughs> yeah um, um th this is the second podcast that has had me the other one being the tetris episode where I've gotten so into grooving, I, I feel like I'm in danger of falling asleep um, <laughs> during the listening party portion. Um, yeah. I, I think that that would be really funny if you recorded the rest <laughs> of the uh, <laughs> rest of the podcast just being like, all right, now this is some battle music. Let's hope we don't wake, wake Reese up. Um, <laughs> that would be... Um... I'm not sure how interesting that would be to listen to, but it would be funny for a few minutes. 
yeah prob- probably <laughs> not the the next set of tracks i have anyway should be a little bit more energetic um so um i suppose like if we're talking about the technology of the game i think it's sort of yeah you can't not talk about the fmvs um because like i think at the time the like the whole fmv thing was a real big draw for um for square enix games or square games Sure. Um, like they made a massive deal out of them, and even like when they would re-release games on the PlayStation, um, they would add in all these like gorgeous like CGI cutscenes. Um, it was a real prestige thing, I think, mm. for for games at the time. Uh, Blizzard was considered to be sort of a maestro, um, simply because its sort of cutscenes were ahead of its time, or at least. Yeah. You know, of its time. Um, and uh, you, so you look back at them and you're just like, wow, we were easily impressed idiots. But um, <laughs> I, I feel like Square absolutely uh, latched onto that um, to, yeah. to show. Because you see it in, in stuff like the Final Fantasy 1 and 2 remake for the PlayStation, where they at least have, a, I think, like two or three like cutscenes that play yeah, uh, shortly cutscenes. through it just yeah. because it's it it gives you that little boost. Yeah, I think they added them for four and five and uh, six as well for the PlayStation releases. Um, and then Chrono, the Chrono Trigger one that came, I believe, packaged in with five in the US. Um, that also had like new FMV cutscenes, it's like the anime cutscenes added in. Um, so they were doing that a lot back in this uh, back in this time. Um, but I suppose with that said, like we, the next few tracks are all sort of uh, from um, the sort of the big climaxes in the game, or um, the big sort of action scenes, many of which are sort of very heavily covered in FMV. Um, so we have the first one, which is the landing, which is from like the the big opening mission, um, and like one of the best cutscenes. I think one of the demo, one of the sort of trailers for the game was just this cutscene. <laughs> um, which uh, is is a good thing because it looks amazing, uh, and then we have only a plank between one and perdition. Uh, we have never look back, and then the last one uh, again, which is one of my favorite tracks in the soundtrack, is maybe I'm a lion. Let's fucking go.
I really went into sort of a trance at that last one. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I became un- untethered from reality. <laughs> just, yeah. just imagining the Final Fantasy vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of other uh, intelligent things to say about the Final Fantasy VIII soundtrack. Um, I think it's it, it, it speaks for itself. I think yeah. even among... Um, you know, sort of pe- people who aren't necessarily as into JRPG music. I think Final Fantasy VIII really gets a lot of uh, standout credit, and I think among Final Fantasy aficionados, uh, this is the one for many of them. For me, yeah. Even even if it is not uh, necessarily the most popular Final Fantasy, those who like it love it. Yeah, uh, I think as I said, even people who don't like this game. Um... And there are many. There, most of them would probably admit that it's an amazing soundtrack. Um, just like the just the, the one in, in Maybe I'm a Lion where it just it starts off so slow, but it just builds and builds. Um, I think as it's, it's it's one of the tracks that kind of sounds the most like a classic um Final Fantasy bat theme, like a uh, like a dancing mad or something like that. Um so like I I like that it still sort of feels of a continuity with the the previous games, even though as we were saying, it does feel in a in a, a leap forward in a certain way as well. I suppose we'll, we'll go into the next block of tracks, which is just three here. Um, we won't, we won't hang around too much with it. Um, so um, I have the lunatic pat lunatic Pandora theme. Um, which is just like the 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 theme for a giant moon base that comes to attack. Um. I'm not really we, we, sure how best to explain that. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's it's one of one of the coolest sequences in the game, um, and then you get to explore it. And um, I suppose this is probably worth mentioning that like um, the one of the the interesting things about this game is how it sort of flashes between your present day characters uh, and characters in the past. Um, and I think mm-hmm. the lunatic Pandora is where you sort of really see the how those sort of play out. Because yeah. you explore it first as the characters in the past, um, and then when you come to the future or to come to the present and explore it, um, the things you've done in the in the past will actually affect how you can explore um, mm-hmm. the um, the the sort of present version, uh, which is really really cool. Sort of something you wouldn't necessarily have seen coming, uh, but makes complete sense then when you actually think about it. Um, it's just a yeah, yeah, just a really cool sequence. Uh, next it, one then is sort of oh, go ahead. Uh, I think too is that I, I don't think it's necessarily complicated when you break it down, but I think Final Fantasy VIII feels kind of broad and mysterious to start with. There in the yeah. garden is kind of like a bit open, and the overworld is you, you have access to a little bit there. And yeah. I, I feel like the way that you stick around the garden for a while and, and you figure out the magic system within the world, mm. I think is a really excellent um, setting of the stage for this crazy stuff that you're talking about later on, where you're just like, it's already like so broad and there's just like, you know, a number of characters in this class that are, um, uh, and it expands, and there's kind of like a lot of stuff with with. Uh, I'm not sure if it's missable, but it's sort of like I think it's time sensitive stuff around the school, 
that that it, yeah. it, it's asking you to deal with in a very kind of like uh slippery way and then to kind of like transition from that to the like big picture crazy final fantasy stuff is incredible <laughs> anyways yeah. uh, no i know what you mean i don't think it's time limited that stuff but um yeah it it, it, it certainly gives you the impression that it is um so the next the next track then in the block is going to be a succession of witches um which is just sort of like the sorceress's theme uh, and then the last track is Truth, which is a DS team, which is who is one of the sorceresses um, as well. Um, so yeah, we'll jump into those three.
I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot for a second there, Reese. Um, so I had this included my regardless, but the first track you mentioned to me when we were talking about um, the episode was you got to include the lunatic Pandora. Um, so what about that track specifically sort of made you think I got to have Tom include this? Uh, absolutely ensorcelled. To me, that's the track that has always just stood out to me the most when I listen to it. Um, I, I haven't played through the game or, or watched a let, Let's Play in quite oh, some time. Yeah. But I've listened to the soundtrack, and that's the one where I'm just like, fuck yes, this is um, Nubo at, 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 at a cutting edge weirdness. Mm that i love like the the two, two two sides of final fantasy 8 are the kind of like the, the squall and and renoa sort of like oopy goopy um yeah anime stuff, stuff um which which yeah. i which I, i'm here for i'm yeah, not like planning <laughs> but it's it's but i feel like if the sort of like the understated aspect of final fantasy 8 is 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 just kind of how weird it gets in the later discs, um, yeah. which is just, just augmented by the magic system vibe, especially if you uh, break it at all using the, the card system, which it felt like, I don't necessarily think it was easy to do, but it was certainly, the, the, the more you played, the more that you found. The, the least friction, the path of least resistance. Like, it, yeah. it absolutely was. And it was a very strange kind of gameplay premise, which is why um, maybe Triple Triad was the uh, standout mechanic. Yeah. But but I don't know. Um that that that's the my my general reaction anyway. Yeah. Um, is, yeah, that right. one and Love Grows are, are the two that yeah. uh that stand out as my my beloveds, my faves. Yeah. Um yeah, it's it's a really cool track like it's um it's just that like those futuristic synths and everything and it's just it's just got this whole unsettling and alien sort of vibe to it as well. Um, that really, really works for me. And yeah, it's like, it's all part of the game, just going sort of full throttle towards the end of the third disc, um, where, you know, you're going out into space and you're like, um, you're just fighting off like ancient sorceresses from the past and the future and, and all this kind of shit. Um, so um, yeah, it's just, it like, it, it just, it really matches the tone of that, that point of game. Um, the, the succession of witches, I think, is one of probably one of the more famous pieces of music from the game. I think, um, just with that, um, the sort of the the full Latin choir, um, really giving everything such a, 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 a majestic sort of vibe. I would say, um, I, I guess more maybe baroque is probably the word I'm looking for. Um, especially with like all the harpsichord and everything like that. Um, it's a really really cool track. Um, any thoughts on that one? I mean, not really. I, I I have have less to say. I think about FF eight, uh, maybe than some, just because I haven't I haven't played it uh, in quite some time. Yeah. But, um, so I, um, I have less context. Yeah. And then that last one was truth, which I mentioned was um, Adea's uh, team. Um. So one thing I sort of noticed this time that I didn't previously was. Um, just in noting that, like, the succession of Witches tracks has that harpsichord. Um, mm -hmm. I did notice that it also showed up in the in Truth, um, uh, which, considering that, like, harpsichord is not a common instrument um, and it doesn't show up very often in the soundtrack, I thought it was interesting just uh, with the connection between Adia and the Sorceresses. Um, 
it's, it's just maybe maybe intentional, maybe not. I'm not sure, but I just thought it was an interesting point. I, I, I feel too um, with with those tracks. I was um, hearing a little bit of um, Rosa's tragedy theme mm. in uh, from Final Fantasy IV. I'm hearing a lot of Final Fantasy IV, or maybe I just have it on the brain from <laughs> these from these tracks. Um, but yeah. uh, that that's my general vibe. I I I, I just I I, I think. Just going back to what you said in my mind about it being iconic and not just iconic, but just like foundational um, mm. in a way that I think, you know, maybe is isn't quite as standout as One Winged Angel, or whatever, but uh, still, yeah. still is right there. Yeah, um, I suppose we will sort of get to that with the next uh, block anyway, because um, these are all going to be battle themes, um, so. Uh, I have Don't Be Afraid, which is the, the sort of standard battle theme. Um, you're, you'll hear that a lot at the start of the game, certainly. Um, then you have Force Your Way, which is the boss battle theme. Um, a very, very cool boss battle theme. Um, and then The Man with the Machine Gun, which may be one of the best uh, Final Fantasy like fighting like battle themes ever done. Um, and that's just for like the, the flashback segments that we mentioned um, when you're playing as... Um, uh, as Laguna, um, this is the the battle theme, uh, mm. and then lastly we have the extreme, which um, compared to um, as you say, one wing and angel probably isn't um, as considered as iconic, but as far as I'm concerned, is the best final boss music in the Final Fantasy series. Um, it's just an incredible piece of music. I love it so much. Um, before before we kick in, uh, would you be curious to to a little bit of Final Fantasy fourteen tie-in lore? Go ahead. Uh, the in in Final Fantasy fourteen they have the Gunbreaker class, which is oh, yeah. which has the gunblade, and the lore yeah. behind it is the gunblade is a device that it, it it's not about shooting the bullet; it's about yeah. th There's this whole stupid uh, like, you know quantum yeah. mechanics process of like shaping the aether. And it was the foul empire that turned it into like, you know, a weapon to, to just shoot raw lead and like gun, gun is the, um, you know, the vulgar term yeah. for it. And it's all these kind of like noble people just being like, Debased. oh, you say guns. Oh my God. And there's a whole, uh, this whole arc about how like gun is this, uh, like sacred aether concept um and okay. i think that's really funny uh, a really funny okay. idea that that everybody uh riding around here uh you know with with shotguns in their pickup trucks are you know don't don't understand uh <laughs> they, they can only be cool once they attach a blade to that yeah uh, but um it's the yeah, that's the the law of cool for video games uh, you gotta have a sword on it um, so yeah, that's a just just to say, um, I am I am currently ordering a gunplate, so uh, that'll be a podcast in the future. Excellent. Uh, anyways, I'm cranked. Let's get some battle music in.
that's a yeah, that that last one I just I, I mentioned it, but it is my favorite um, final boss team in any Final Fantasy game, uh, especially okay. like that moment where it just like kicks in with that classic Final Fantasy base for the battle mm-hmm. team. Just like every time, it just fucking gets me. <laughs> this episode has been a treat, an absolute paradise of hanging out and listening yeah. to a fantastic soundtrack. Yeah. I was uh, doing a little bit of googling in okay. in the in the break, and I read that the thing that uh, Nobuo loves to write the most are sweeping main themes and love themes. So I'm glad I, I threw a little temper tantrum for the the last song on here. Um, well, we'll bring temper. back the chocobo theme for another. A chocobo only episode. Our um, chocobo only episode is upcoming. Um, <laughs> but, uh, one thing I suppose I would say is um, the force your way the man with the machine guns. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like those, go and check out the Black Mages versions of them because those are absolutely insane. Um, the Black Mages are, if you're not familiar, are just like a, a rock band that Nobu Umamatsu started. Um, where basically he just goes and plays um, Final Fantasy music um, with a prog, prog rock style. Um, and it really works for a lot of them, um, in particular, Force Your Way and The Man with the Machine Gun. Um, and I think I read somewhere it, the um, of all the the games in the series, Final Fantasy VIII has the most tracks covered by the Black Mages. Um, oh, yeah. Because, yeah, um, there's a lot there's a lot of good shit in there. Um, yeah, so the the last track uh, is uh, I think at your request is Love Grows. Um, mm-hmm. So I suppose maybe you want to intro that song. I mean, I th- this is the big uh, I would say e- emotional song. Um, mm. It it is I I think it mirrors one of the other songs a bit too. Uh, but the the reason I p- keyed in on this one is because they have a bunch of Final Fantasy music boxes. Oh, yeah. um, and I, I am ashamed to admit I got the Final Fantasy IV one, which has Rose's theme. But whichever one you pick usually has the kind of like love theme or piano theme uh, from whichever Final Fantasy. Um, and this was eight. Um, yeah. And I think it is, uh, it 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 is absolutely beautiful and heartbreaking. Um, I know. Uh, for a lot of girls who were not big into JRPGs, the Squall Renoa love story kind of, kind of hooked, hooked mm-hmm. them in. Um, and I and I feel like this 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 song is is representative of that energy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we've, we've been CRT Sound System. Um, I think. At this stage, uh, we're pretty much just um, on anywhere as CRT Sound System or CRT Pod System. Um, so yep. we're on Twitter, Mastodon, um, uh, Tumblr. Um, send us an email, CRT Sound System at Gmail. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, um, we've been streaming Twitch on Twitch a bit more recently. Uh, I might do some more streaming again uh, later. Um, basically, just watching stuff like the Black Mages. Um, uh, on stream just for a laugh and we'll just have a hangout basically we watched the uh, sega sound team live yeah, show um, and that stuff. absolutely blew my ass to the moon um, <laughs> yeah 
Um, that's that, that's a whole other episode in future on like video game sort of house bands. Um, but um, I won't go into too much detail on that. Um, yeah, so uh, thank you so much for listening. Um, Reese, do you have anything you want to plug, promote, or otherwise? Tell you can the follow about? me on Twitter at your very good bud. You should listen to uh, video games are the worst thing on earth, the Vigatuto. Um, the first letter in uh, every word of the name. Um, and that is a excellent podcast uh, produced by the Podfather Alton, um, <laughs> and we we do a lot of very timely goofs about video games, um, and we're losing our minds uh, sometimes within weeks, even of them happening in real life. Uh, not recently, but uh, <laughs> but sometimes. <laughs> well, Tom, this has been uh, wonderful once again. Been a pleasure. Uh, let's let's enjoy Love Grows as a